Hey guys, welcome to Begged Borecast, episode number 465. I am Chris. I'm John, and this is also my test to make sure this is recording. Is it? Looks good. Alright, and I'm Paul. And we're a weekly podcast that comes to you in three ways. The first being the Week in Geek, bringing you the top geek stories of the past week. Next is the list, the comic books that are coming out December 29th, 2021. Then we follow that up with our weekly rotating main topic, and this week we have another one of our trade and policies where we go back and review a original graphic novel or trade paperback. And this month it was my pick, so we're going to be talking about Earth One Batman Volume Three by Jeff Johns and Gary Frank. Ooh, Ooh. is it? And if you're gonna if you're gonna read this book, make sure you flip through Volume Two to remind you of lots of things that happened. Yes. Words on that coming soon, but also coming soon. Hey, something else we do every single episode. Uh, we tend to drink beers, as doctors recommend. <laughs> Doctor Doctor recommend that you drink a beer every time you podcast. I'm pretty sure, at least nine ah. nine out of ten of them would agree with. Me. Well, lucky for them, uh, we're continuing on with the twelve beers of Christmas from Clown Shoes Brewing. And hey, guys, congratulations! We've made it to the end. This is. The final four beers uh, in our three weeks of doing this. And what are we drinking today? Uh, we're drinking oh. right now Galactic Cake, the double Indian Pale Ale. Uh, this is, I always forget where the ABV is, 9%, 9%. ABV. And uh, this is the third of the uh, Space Cake styles, right? We had yes. a little cupcake... We had Space Cake, and now we have Galactic Cake. Um, yeah, this is maltier than all three of them. Um, decent. Easy drinking. 9%. Don't really feel it. It's bready in a way. Not cakey. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I don't know if I like it. I wouldn't like be like, oh, yes, let's get Galactic Cake if I see it out. Like, I would. It's Okay. I, I agree. I think this is probably one of the stronger beers that we've had so far from the 12 beers of Christmas. And again, like, I know I've seen this on the shelves, but I don't think I've ever picked it up. But this is a solid double IPA. I think if I went to a brewery and had this on tap, I'd be like, okay, yeah, that's a great IPA from ABC Brewery. Like, it's it's doing what it does really well. It's hiding that 9% fantastically. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it's this is nine percent, and the other beer in this pack that's nine percent is Space Cake. Mm. Everything else is eight or eight or eight five. Um, yeah, this isn't it, this isn't bad. That first sip was kind of a whoa, malt bomb kind of mm-hmm. thing. But as we were sitting there talking, I just kept sipping on it, sipping on it, sipping on it, and I'm like, almost it's almost gone, and I'm like. For nine percent, it really went down mm-hmm. pretty easy. Yeah, and we we do a, a little bit of our pre-show prep and just catch up as friends. But yeah, I feel like I drank way too much of this in like that half hour. Like I feel, I feel like I probably should have paced myself better. But you know, did you remember to eat today, Chris? That is a problem. Did I with eat us. today? Um, so I had a summer sausage. Because uh, the company I work for sent a gift basket to the store, and 
basically everybody on the management team kind of picked through the basket for like what we wanted, like mm-hmm. the flavored popcorns, the pretzels, there's like Oreo, like cookie bites. Uh, and I was like, I'm going to take the sausage. And it's been sitting <laughs> on my counter for the past two days. And today I was like, I'm going to eat that sausage. It was really good. Uh, besides that, uh, I did have some chicken tenders from Guy Fieri's oh, chicken okay, place good. at uh, Disney Springs, which really good chicken tenders. Yeah, but that's not what we're here to talk about, Paul. You got to have a strong base for, for talking about uh, the news and also for drinking. And uh, this week's news, you know, it's the holiday season. It's really quiet here. We're recording this on the Wednesday before Christmas, uh, December twenty second. Uh, but all three of us. Much like spoilers, uh, went to go see Spider-Man in, in, uh, Into the spider No, not Into the Spider-Verse. What is it called? It's No Way Home. No, no, no Way, Way Home. Home. John, John, I'm trying to mo- motion for you. Uh, oh. What's the next beer? Because I don't have the list. Oh, Clement, Clementine. Thank you. <laughs> the White Ale. Um, and this has been breaking in all sorts of box office records. Fandango yes. said it was like... The highest. It's the second highest opening of all time, not just for the pandemic. Uh, it's right behind Avengers Endgame. Uh, worldwide, it's already sitting at five hundred and twenty-eight million dollars, and we're still not even like a full week from release. Uh, a lot of people <clears throat> are thinking this is going to be the first billion-dollar movie since the pandemic started. I mean, we're already halfway there, so that's saying yeah. a lot. Like. You can, I think the other thing they were like, I'm sorry, no, no, no. I'm sorry to cut you off. No, Chris, go ahead. It was like the uh, they're like, oh, we're projecting like 140 million uh, for opening weekend, and then they did just under that opening day, and they're <laughs> like 240 million dollars opening weekend. I do have to say they did open on a Wednesday, right? It was a Thursday release, but there was Wednesday showings, like. As somebody that used to love doing the bracket for opening weekends, they've gotten really screwy over the past like eight years that we've been following that I've been following the opening weekends. Where yeah, you used to have the Friday releases, midnight release, but then you would also have like oh it's it's midnight release, like, it's Thursday it. at ten. They would PM. start it earlier because then it would be playing by midnight so technically that's still counted and yeah i don't know what the criteria is for releasing movies anymore Mm -hmm. um i wish i do wish they had done that back when we were going to midnight releases (laughs) (laughs) because like getting home at like three in the morning and having to go to work at like seven just always sucked yeah So, yeah, but we're not here to talk about Spider-Man, more so just that how Spider-Man brought movies back. And I think it's awesome that the MCU has been kind of like the torchbearer through the entire pandemic. I mean, other Disney movies have come out and have done reasonably well, but it's really been stuff like Shang-Chi, Black Widow, Eternals. Eternals, just like, they're, they're still performing well, and... I think that's just a a good showcase for the brand that people will turn up for this in spite of everything going on. I mean, yeah, we do have another variant going on, but you know, people are getting their booster shots. People are still feeling comfortable going out and doing stuff in spite of everything. Because um, of all the movies I've been to this past year and a half since 
theaters here have reopened and I've been able to go see movies, this was the first time that the movie theater was 100% filled. Like, trying to pre-buy the tickets and get into a showing where we could get two seats together. Hmm. Luckily, I was able to find one at like 3.30 in the afternoon because every other showing I was looking at, because I wanted to go earlier on in the day, like as much as possible, just to avoid any kind of spoilers. But it was hard just to find a theater that had two seats together, let alone just two seats available. Uh, yeah, we we struggled finding seats. Um, and then we just... And, and we were like, we'll go Monday. We'll go Monday. Uh, mm-hmm. We'll go Tuesday. Oh, uh, you know, like, we couldn't, we couldn't get a, any seat uh, on Monday and had to go on Tuesday. Uh, the Regal here uh, in our area, Tuesday is a cheap seats day. Uh, and also, that's the day that my wife works late, and she isn't interested in, after we went to uh, the movie theater to watch uh, Jungle Cruise, she's like, you know what, I'm done with going to the movies. And I'm like, yeah, I can definitely get that, understand that. And then I'm like, I got gift cards, gift certificates, gift cards that we use up, let me, let me get the seat to go see Spider-Man, I'll go alone. I was going to go at an earlier, sh- like, with my work, I never know if I'm going to work late, or get out on time, or get out a little early. So I did want to go with uh, our good friend of the show, Greg, but it was like, it looked like I was going to work late, so I'm like, okay, you know, if I get home at 5.30, I probably won't even go see the movie. Like, I'm not going to go out at that point. Uh, but then I, suddenly I got home, got out early, and I was checking the seats, like, when I left work, like, oh, I'll go at the 4.20 show, I'll miss the previews, it's fine. Even if I miss the first five minutes of the movie, it's not a big deal. Yeah, I'm that guy. Uh, and I look at the seats, and I'm like, ooh, too crowded showing. I'll go ahead to 450 show. Like, hardly anybody, you know, any of the books seated up. I'm like, okay, get this seat. I'll be fine. It, it was not fine. <laughs> <laughs> and this family come in, two, par- two parents, three kids. One of the kids was a toddler. Walking up and down the aisle the whole time, screaming, crying. I, he was I, he was just mad Andrew Garfield wasn't in the movie. That's, that's all. <laughs> I'm so upset. Uh, I felt that kid. I, I understood. I understood. But I'm like there, and I'm like, I have seventeen dollars and forty seven cents left on this uh, gift card. Should I just leave right over there and just like buy all the concessions? <laughs> like just use this thing up. You know, because, like, I, if it wasn't because of all the hype and, like, hey, there's going to be spoilers out there, go see it now before this thing gets spoiled. And also, we talk about the show, we know about the casting, we hear, we talk about the casting, we talk about the speculation, maybe not spoilers, but speculation. Um, and I don't want to spoil anything for this movie for anybody listening. So I, I wanted to go see it so I could take part of the conversation. Because this is a movie that, much like I think the other Spider-Man movies, like after the three months is over, and also it's not going to hit Disney Plus like, yeah, in three months. So if I want to talk about this movie, I kind of have to see it now. So I'm like, okay, I'll go see it now. And and the things that I would want to talk about kind of like were spoiled anyways. So it's like, all right, well. 
did it. Did it. I, I, I do have to say, <laughs> I, I appreciate the comic book and nerd fandom because I saw the movie as soon as possible to avoid any kind of spoilers. So after that moment, I haven't been like steering clear of any corners of the internet or social media that I would normally go to mm-hmm. in fear of missing that kind of thing. And I still haven't seen anybody putting up anything about the movie. Like I've had friends that have seen it and been like, Oh my gosh, like, wow, great. Amazing. I can't believe, you know, they did this. Uh, but at the same time, like it's been very respectful and it hasn't flat out said anything that happened in the movie. Like, yeah. I, I will say, uh, <clears throat> you, what was it? Whatever day you went to go see it, Chris, which was it Saturday or Friday? No, um, we went the day that it came out. Uh, the whatever the seventeenth was, was that? Yeah, that was Friday. That, like that morning, I, I was gonna. I put on my phone for my son while I was getting ready for work, so he would leave me alone. I went to put on YouTube, and the first thing was like a spoiler clip that automatically just started playing on my YouTube app mm-hmm. for I don't know why. And it spoiled the it spoiled the movie for me. Like, I, I saw it, and it was like, well, that's not fake. Uh, but I was like, I just opened the thing up, and it spoiled it for mm-hmm. me. Like, uh, so I can see where people would be, like... And I didn't look at anything else, but I knew. Mm-hmm. And when you said you saw it, and you messaged both Chris and I, or Paul and I, and said you liked it, I messaged you privately to say, ask you something about the mm-hmm. movie. Which you, which, were... which I stand by my joke. I think that was funny. Still, <laughs> it was good. Uh, it was good. Um, but it was just like they are out there and so, and sometimes not even intentionally like I wasn't looking for anything I just mm-hmm. opened a site up to play Ghostbusters for my son like <laughs> I, uh, I have noticed yeah. today the day after that I went to go see it um, that my that news my news feed on you know my phone you know with the scroll the way over to the left how the news feed is kind of there that there's been more talk more stuff about the Spider-Man movie than there has been in the past, you know, over the past couple days, and some spoiler stuff has been in there. So I'm like, uh, all right, I, does my phone know that I want to go see, because I took the, my phone to go see Spider-Man? <laughs> like, it's possible. I mean, I, so, I didn't look up and buy my ticket on my phone. I, I don't know what I bought my I'm ticket doing. on. I don't need, I bought my ticket on my phone using my uh, AMC Stubbs thing. So as soon as it became time for the movie, because my movie tickets were on my phone, I had like a thing pop up that was like phone going to silent mode for the next three hours. Like my phone knew it was going to go see Spider-Man with me. And it was like, well, keep it quiet. Don't you worry. When Nicole Kidman's talking to you about how great the movies are, we're, we're already going to be asleep. It's fine. I don't know Just, if they played that up there Nicole, in AMC. What happened to Nicole Kidman's face? Well, I haven't. Tom stopped. Cruise. <laughs> oh. I, I only seen her in like ads for Nine Perfect Strangers. I haven't actually like seen Nicole Kidman. Yeah, she's looking rough. She's looking like a Barbie doll. Like she's got some just more plasticky features and yeah, she's more machine now than man. 
Well, she's yeah. actually uh, Stepford wife now. Oh, she's really. Hey. hey. Uh, if you guys can't tell, it's a very light week for news for us. Uh, but hey, guys, how about that next beer coming out of the 12 Beers of Christmas? Hey. The Clementine, which is their white ale brewed with coriander and other natural flavors. Uh, this one sitting at a nice 5% ABV. Uh, I took a sip of this, and then I had to take another sip because I had just that ratatouille, like, flashback flavor moment to drinking the Saranac White IPA. Mm. Yeah, I can get that. It, yeah, but it, this it, is just it, a white. This is just a white. Yeah, this is like but a it, it, it hits the same way. It's like it's another wit beer. It's got like the coriander in it. I'm I'm getting flashbacks to like the Saranac White, which hasn't existed for like what eight years now. Mm-hmm. Probably like 2014 to 2015. Uh, I'm I'm really enjoying this. Do I think it's a knockout, fantastic, have to have it beer? No. Is it a good addition to a sampler pack? Yes. I think it's different from everything else that they've had in there. Do I think it's a 12 beer of Christmas? No. If it had, it makes more sense to be in this box than some of the other stuff we've gotten. If it had more of that Clementine flavor, like if it was actually had a bigger orangey, you know, Clementine pop to it, I would be like, oh yeah. Belongs in the Christmas, uh, Christmas pack. Because. For whatever reason, orange flavors is is a uh, Christmas flavor. Orange is a Christmas flavor. Uh, maybe it's because at the bottom of a stocking, an orange is often there. I don't know. But, um... Uh, no, I like this. I is love it, it. Is it, Paul? Is it? What kind of bullshit Christmas are you having with the uh, an orange in the bottom of it? It's because you could like hit people with it and it wouldn't leave a bruise? Well, yeah, that's how you... Had to. That's how you win the presents. <laughs> yeah, I had three brothers. This is how you win the present. Whatever. Oh, it brings brand brand new meaning to the name Blood Orange. Yeah. <laughs> whoever didn't cry, whoever cried last, got the first pick of the present. Like that's how you pick it. Like that's where you know pick your switch comes from too, right? Like off the Christmas tree, you pick your own switch. And then your parents hit you with that. And then you just hit your brothers with the orange at the bottom of your Christmas stocking. That's that's how everybody celebrates Christmas, right? Irish Christmases are weird. I don't know. <laughs> it's going on a little too long, Paul. It's a, you were blowing your nose and I was filling the bit. Uh, I turned my mic off. I know. Nobody knew. I, I don't. I don't mind this beer, though. You minded it's, it's the bit, fine. but you didn't mind the beer. Okay. <laughs> no, especially uh, it's, after it's after the Galacticate, this is like <clears throat> super it's crushable. Ref- it's refreshing after the, the, the maltiness. The 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 wheat beer is very palate cleansing. It's nice. Um I just it's not a flavor that I look for anymore or really want. Um, that's understandable and that's fine too but I think that might be why I'm enjoying it too because I think the only other thing I've had that's probably comparable to this would be like a blue moon the night that I went to go see every time I die because 
I was basically in Bargatory. Like, they didn't have anything else at the brewery that's like, oh, let me try that. I was like, oh, I can get, like, a blue point, uh, like, land shark, or, like, a, like a blue moon. Like, yeah, a blue moon every now and then in between bands is fine. <clears throat> yeah. I, I like I have no problem with the beer. It's just not a flavor profile that I seek or just go after at all anymore. It's just not I would it's not it's not not enjoyable, but it's not super pleasant for my palate. I don't know if it's because I've drank too many of these at one time and I got I just felt sick after it or what, but it's just like there's some type of response that I have when I drink it that I'm like, no, <laughs> my body's telling me no. So you're not like, oh, my darling, Clementine? <clears throat> no. He's more like, oh, my. So, John, you're not going to uh, the store to seek out any kind of white ales with coriander and orange. But what comic books are you going to the store for? Uh, I'm going to be opening my phone and purchasing Swamp Thing Green Hell Number One by Jeff Lemire and Doug Mankey. And um, the Earth is all but done. The last remnants of humanity cling to the mountaintop island lost in the endless flood water, where the Parliament of Green and Red reign in utter. Doom. Uh, I figured I'd check it out. I enjoy a Swamp Thing book. Uh, there's very few that I really enjoy. <laughs> like, I really enjoy. I've always liked the character since I was probably like six years old and watched Swamp Thing on USA, the, the you know, the, the movie. Oh. <clears throat> like, character. So I always like to dip my toe into uh, the green. And, um, yeah, I'm, it, it might be good, it might be bad, who knows, but um, I'm there for issue one. At least when you dip your toe in the green, the green dips hey. back. Hey, Chris, uh, you told us, but what are you buying again? Uh, so this is a slow week for me, so I'm actually going back to last week for my next book, which is actually going to be Nightwing number 87, written by Tom Taylor with art by Bruno Redondo. And this is a very special issue of Nightwing, because the entire book is one continuous image. And they even call it out in the uh, solicitation information, where if you place every page next to each other, it would just be like a 22-page long poster. Uh Bruno Ronaldo took the last four issues off of Nightwing to work on this one issue because it was such an undertaking. And I've absolutely been loving Nightwing for this past year. Uh, th this is what I loved and missed from Nightwing. Every other time I would pick up a Nightwing book, I would want it to be basically this. Since it is just one continuous image, do you want to go to a comic book store, buy it, and buy two issues? Yeah, and and because then I could lay it out, unstaple like, it, and it lay it out. Because like, I, 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 I kind of want to do that. Yeah, right. That, I, I think that would be worth like the six, seven bucks to do it because <clears> I mean, this has been a fantastic looking book since Tom Taylor and Bruno Redondo took over on it, and. Yeah, 
I, I legit do feel like doing that. So yeah. I'm glad you brought that up because it was something that was on my mind. Actually, <laughs> I'm kind of thinking about it, and I'm like, that seems not ridiculous. It seems actually a worthwhile task. And for so, six Paul, or seven dollars, oh yeah, why not? And then you can just get, like cheap frames from like Hobby Lobby or wherever. Just well, frame a whole comic Hobby book Lobby. on your wall. Yeah, wouldn't do it from Hobby but Paul, Lobby, but you know. So things. when you go, I, I, go Hobby Lobby's close to me. I, I don't support their decisions, but they got cheap frames. Yep. So, Paul, when you go to your local comic book store to buy two issues of Nightwing number 87, <laughs> what else will you be buying? For the same price I, uh, of buying uh, two issues of Nightwing, where it's $5.99, I'm going to buy Timeless, number one, from Marvel Comics. So, what is the better m- money spent? I don't know yet. But this is, uh, we've enjoyed Kang. The Conqueror? The, uh, I think it's Kang it the, the Conqueror. The Conqueror. Isn't that just what the book's uh, called? The series. Yeah. Uh, issue 5 just came out today. Just purchased it. So uh, it's a one-man holiday. This is the next beer we'll be drinking. Uh, we've been enjoying that. And this is Kang going up against time itself. Time is revolting against the future that Kang, the Conqueror, the Destroyer, the Warrior, the Subjugator has built... And uh, he has to battle against, uh, through, through battle through battling through days of tomorrow as he struggles to prevent the end of what is to come. At least that's what the solicitation says. Written by Jed McKay, art by a slew of artists including Greg Land, Mark Bagley, Kev Walker. Um, I, you know, I think th- this is the kickoff. I'm guessing to a big crossover thing. Uh, there is no second issue solicited, so I'm guessing it's like one of those crossovers that just happen in books. And there's yeah, only part, you get like part <clears throat> one here, and then like part two will be in like Kang or oh yeah. And so, but I, well, I wanted to say, as someone that's lived through 20 and 2021, Paul, time is revolting. Time is yes, it is, get, and unfortunately, see. next year is pronounced 2022. As in 2020 <laughs> also. It's yep. awful. The it's same. Awful. It's the same We're back. thing. We're going back. <laughs> Part two of 2020. Clever, Paul. It was clever. Was it? I, oh, Chris you. jumped on it, and I giggled to myself, and then I gave you an extra... <laughs> that was good, Paul. Oh, thank you. Because I really think you disrespected my previous bit. Which I was, like, you know, I just yes and it after you said that we beat each other with. Yeah, but then it just it went. I you just, just didn't know when to stop. Nope, because <laughs> I yes and and nobody well, stopped. Nobody, <laughs> everyone was hoping you were just pitter out. All right. Well, I'm pittering out, and we're talking about. It, and is it time for a dramatic reading? And now. A dramatic reading from Robin and Batman, number one, page 12, panel three. But I don't. And that was a dramatic reading from Batman and Robin, number one, page 12, panel three. Batman's always got to have the last word. With a lot of gravel. Harvey Dent. Uh, you know, you know what he should drink. Uh, it's 
to get over that gravel gravel throat. Maybe our <laughs> next beer from the Twelve Years of Christmas from Comp Shoes. I don't think you should. I don't like this. Mine seems flat. It's got a. Uh, well, what, what, uh, what beer sorry, is it? This is uh, from Clown Shoes. This is One Man Holiday Belgian Style Quadruple Ale. Uh, coming in at 8%. Belgian Quad. So I get what you're saying where you feel like it feels flat. Like I'm getting kind of that like quad sweetness, but I don't know if it's flat or if it's just like a real like tiny bubble on it because like I feel like there is some effervescence there, but it's not very well pronounced. Um, Paul, have you taken a sip yet? I did, and I got... There was no residual memory from that sip. Like, you know, it's like one of those beers that you just kind of taste a sip of, and you're like, oh, okay, cool. You set it down, and you're like, wait, what did I just drink? And I'm still not sure, and I haven't taken a second sip. Do you guys remember when we got that Japanese, that box of Japanese things, and we tried that uh, rotten... um, Sour plum, like mm-hmm. this. <laughs> I honestly don't. This I do not. Well, thank your own mind for protecting you, Chris. Because this honestly, is like <laughs> taking me that to that like tart bad fruit taste. It's that okay. So it has a tartness up on it, which is kind of pleasant. It's that Belgian quad, no. that Belgian style but, like tart, and then it has a back acridness to it. So if yours is more acrid forward, I get, John, than ours is, I get that little tart up front. It. But it's just like again, it's mm-hmm. I, I I don't find I, I don't find it if pleasant. I'm gonna I'm just gonna say I'm gonna just say something here to set Paul up to talk about oh. something. You tell me tart Belgian quad. Mm-hmm. Automatically, I'm just thinking Paul rare boss. I don't know. No, your your favorite beer, Three Philosophers. Oh, Three Philosophers. Yeah, but that come that that rounds itself out with that cherry. Mm-hmm. Like here, there's nothing that's rounding it out. And that's um, kind of kind of what I want from this, and this is eight percent, so it's not not like little. It's not it, like there's nothing. You, you behind can't the tell that it's eight percent from the taste, but it's not something. It's just not something I want to keep going back to, and I've I've. Since we've t- been talking about it, I've taken like three or four sips, and it's still just not like doing it for me. Yeah, it's it's okay. It's it's a quad. It's a Belgian style quad, which I usually scare away from, uh, except for three philosophers because that's a fruited one, uh, and it, I think those carry a fruit flavor really well, especially those dark stone fruits. Um, but here, yeah, it's it's just got that acrid bite at the end. It's so I don't dislike it, but it's also not a style that I'm always in the mood for. If I'm in the uh, mood for it, I'm down, but... I will say, uh, on Clown Shoes' website, they do call it their tasting notes, and they do say, rich, malty, and full of dark ripe fruit sweetness mm-hmm. with all the trademark backbone that only a Belgian yeast <clears throat> can provide. 
I will say uh, I've already opened the Party Crasher because I was like, I'm not going to drink this. Uh, that stout's nice. I like the stout. Mm. I I look forward to getting into that one. You know why? I, you like I, it? I finish this because it's conscious stout, <laughs> and that's what they know how to make. That's what I've like. I've, all their dark beers that they've put in this box have been my favorites. Yep, <clears throat> their barista. Yeah. It's, uh, guys, I have a very important question for you. Out of the multi-bataverse that we've been reading, from uh, Batman Year One, the Snyder, uh, the Scott Snyder Batman, not this, not the Zack Snyder's Batman, because we don't talk about that. Um, other, Batman. other Batman books we've read. Uh, Batman Dark, the White Knight. Right. Oh, White. Uh, I did like White Knight a lot. And then what was the other one? Um. Oh, what's happening now with uh, Tom King's Batman, um, Batman Catwoman kind of stuff? Um, which one should I be reading? Like honestly, like which one should I keep with? Because that's the one question I kept on having while reading Batman Earth One Volume Three, written by Jeff Johns. Tom, Jeff Johns. Uh, art by uh, art by Gary Frank. Gary Frank. Okay. Chris, Frequent you brought this co-collaborators. I brought this to the table. I bought it. I bought it physical copy, and then I also bought it digital <laughs> for you guys to read. Because you know, it used to be easier when we all lived in Buffalo, and we could just buy books and pass them back and forth. Uh, since I have removed myself from the <laughs> Northeast, that's that's a bit harder now. Don't so worry. If, I ever do something and removed itself from you. It it never has. Uh, So complete sidebar. We just went from having like 80 degree days to today. It was like 50 and I, I was absolutely living for it, but I woke up today with like a tickle in the back of my throat and I was like, well, this kind of sucks, but the weather is really nice at least. Um, just so you know, just so you know, this week I, we, I had like, that, we had like we had like almost sixty out. It was almost oh no, it was almost like fifty something. Yeah, like it's been it it's like been 40. a pretty nice December. Yeah, but That's how nice. windy! But literally, it's been. The, uh, yesterday it was eighty five though. <laughs> like <clears throat> Orlando goes from eighty five, and the next day we're like fifty nine. And again, I went to Disney Springs this morning, and there's still people that you could tell did not pack for the weather because they're walking around with like. Shorts, and you could tell they just bought a blanket from a stand and like <laughs> had it like over their shoulders. And that was at like eleven thirty in the morning. Uh, three guys in their almost forties just talking about <laughs> the weather. How you know, that's what, that? what podcasts are for. But yeah, I always um, pay. I the always one series. Pants. Hey, you I'm here for it. I'm not complaining about it. I was throwing that out there for hopefully it being the title. <laughs> no, the, the yeah. title is uh, the when you said I felt that kid. That's an episode title. <laughs> <laughs> the Earth One series of graphic novels are something that I do really enjoy DC putting out. I have almost all of them in physical copies except for, I think, the Teen Titans one by... Jeff Lemire. Um, the rest of these, they are a prestige format book, uh, hardcover, twenty four ninety nine retail price. 
I applaud DC for going on with this line because it is comic books made for comic book fans. At this point, I don't think anybody's just going to be walking into their local like Barnes and Noble and be picking up a random Batman hardcover book. I think they're going to be picking up something that's like a marquee title, like Hush or Long Halloween or Year One, something that has been the basis of so many other stories. But as a comic book fan who loves, you know, Batman or other DC characters, I applaud them for these other takes on the characters and them kind of like sticking to their guns on it. Um, Cause they could kind of go the black label route to kind of circle back to what we were talking about a while ago with just doing like different looks, different takes on the characters like um, white Knight or the new Batman one by Jock that just came out. Oh uh, yeah. City. I bought the first issue. I didn't have you guys can't, I can't remember what it was called. <clears throat> I didn't have you guys read it because I was like, eh, this isn't, it wasn't anything that we hadn't read before. It was just a, a Batman book. Um, but it was called like the duplicate or the, no, it was about somebody else who's like dressing up as Batman and doing, yeah, imposter. That, that might've been it. Mm. That was it. <clears throat> um, so I, I applaud DC for doing this and then having all star creators handle these books, but they've been very hit or miss. And I think even in that line, the Batman ones have also been, we appreciated, but didn't care for the first one, which set us up to go. Wow. Hey, actually volume two was pretty good. We all liked that one. And then to this one, which wasn't great. I and think... Oh, go ahead, Chris. Go ahead, Paul. No, no, Paul, go uh, ahead. Because give your thoughts, I, and then I, I'll set the table. This is this is me going back to my thesis statement where, yeah, Earth One was an interesting concept, and, by, and this book might have been better served if I read it directly after Volume 2. Because now I've had so many of these different black label, different takes on Batman that I'm like, kind of like, okay, which one is this again? And then, oh, it's not as good as Batman White Knight's take. You know, it's just, it seems like a, instead of being new and novel, it seems one of and mediocre. Because because of the bell curve of it now, there's so many of these that it it would it it's hard yeah, to stand like what's out. The, if it what's was the, the difference between Black Label and Earth One? Because you're having big names on Earth One cover price for, for twenty four ninety nine. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, and I mean it's. I, I exactly I 100 percent see where you're going with yeah. it, Paul. But like the two books that are standouts from this are those Superman books, which I have to say I think the last one, that, which was like Volume Four, was the only one that wasn't as good as the other three, and that Green Lantern book. 
The Green okay, Lantern so was really good. I'm looking can, forward to picking up number two, because that'll probably be my next trade-in policy. How many Black Label Superman books have you read? I, probably zero. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. But like, it, to, There's not that... Like, Batman, for whatever like, reason, has all these different takes on to, it coming out constantly now. Okay, go ahead. To go, go back, though, like, would you rather read the Earth-1 Jeff Johns? Like... This Batman, or would you rather read the Earth One? I'm sorry, not the Black Label Jeff Johns Batman, where it's like the three Jokers. I actually, I, mm. well, I read the what we read the first mm. two of. We read the first one, I think, because it was like we, an oversized. We read the first one, and that's the one where Red Hood just shoots the one Joker, and. He's like, Barbara, you could have stopped me. How often do you miss? And it's like, really? Uh, yeah, I would rather read Earth One than the Three Jokers. And I don't but want that also to come off like... as like a glowing recommendation for this <laughs> yeah. book, though, because Paul, you you hit the nail on the head, though, because again, we read these months after they come out because it kind of has to, like work its way into our rotation. Uh, you know, there's three of us. We each pick a book each month. So by the time Volume Three comes out, you know there might be a couple other books that we already have, or we've forgotten plan. that it comes out. Uh, so yeah, it might so be reading Christmas this one, and we I might had want to read something Christmassy. Or... Yeah. Coming, jumping back into this, I had questions like, okay, wait, where did we leave off with Batman? And luckily, I do have the copies of this on my bookshelf so I can just go over there and pull it off and flip through it quick. Because I had completely forgotten about all the Killer Croc stuff. I forgot that Batman had, like, burst through Catwoman's window. I remembered the Two-Face stuff with them being the twins, and I thought that was, like, a cool kind of hook in Volume 2. But it's so weird kind of jumping back into Volume 3 where it's like, oh, no, Everybody knows Bruce Wayne is Batman. And I think the biggest thing I have coming out of reading Volume 3 here, which is telling the story of Batman trying to grow his own army, his own lieutenants against like the growing waves of villains and the crime war that's building in Gotham. He, he's very sloppy with his secret identity mm-hmm. in these. Um, but I think Jeff Johns writes a better Bruce Wayne than he does a Batman. And he still writes a better Batman than he does an Alfred. Because in all three of these Earth-1 Batmans, Alfred has just been like a, Hey, I'm a dick. I'm going I'm to give you the deuces. Whatever. I'm here because your parents. Whatever. Fuck you. I'm Alfred. I don't like what you're doing. Hey, I don't, I'm Alfred. I don't like. He's I just written like, too. You like that other white-haired guy? I wish you had called me. He's just too and s- not Jim Gordon. He's too salty, and yeah. I don't. I don't like that take on Alfred. And Every- this one ha- suffers from some weird other stuff that kind of like <clears throat> just gets shoehorned. Into you mean it. Catwoman oh, dressed up as the Cheshire Cat, a sexy Cheshire Cat? That, no, that that didn't bother me as much as like the weird his grandfather's still alive. But Paul, what were yeah. your thoughts? Uh, 
Oh, well, with the Alfred thing, I'm like, oh, is Alfred going to become a villain? I thought so, too. And then I remembered that, then I'm like, all of a sudden I started remembering the, uh, remember when they did the Goodnight Batman? Yeah. The, like, the special uh, anniversary uh, issue after Batman was killed, you know, by Darkseid, but it wasn't actually killed. He was just sent back in time. Oh, that was the, um, you're speaking of the the Neil Gaiman one, yeah. Yeah, it was a short story. It was in the anthology, and Alfred was actually playing as the Joker just to give Batman something to do. I'm like, oh my goodness, if they do this with this Alfred, I've wasted. We've wasted three well, volumes. Well, that Bendis, that Bendis Batman two, he had. Didn't he have Alfred being like one of the people he had? Like he, I think his bat in his Batman book he had. Alfred is like the bad guy too. He was setting stuff up for Bruce to do stuff in that as well. Well, good thing they killed Alfred then. Yeah, in the books. Um, it, this one, I don't even think it's what's his name. I can't think of his name's best art. Gary Frank. Gary, like, Gary Frank. The Gary Frank art. It's got moments where you're like, oh yeah, that's really good, but it's not as crisp and clean as is normally is. I think they're asking Gary Frank to do some <laughs> stupid shit. <laughs> Sorry for swearing <clears throat> in this book. Like, hey, uh, the Batman logo. Oh yeah, make it a flashlight. Like what? But, like, but he's holding okay. a flashlight because I thought no, the same no, no. thing when they're chest, going a flashlight. I thought the same thing when they're going like through like the Gotham sewers and like they're knocking down walls. I thought the same thing, but in one of the later panels, you literally have Batman holding a flashlight too. Yeah. So it's just like. It's just illuminated on his chest. It's not an actual flashlight. It doesn't have any. No, he function. does use it as a. Fl- exactly. I, I swear he uses it as a flashlight at one time. Yeah, but it doesn't really work because it's too low. There's a reason why you wear a headlamp because you turn your head. Guess where? To where you're looking. You don't turn your chest to where you're looking. You don't look with your chest. It's too low. You're. If you need to, you would need to like bend up to see what you're looking at. It's stupid. It is stupid. Um, and then the Cheshire Cat Catwoman suit. It's kind of stupid. Like to have the cat like face on the. It's stupid. I will grant you that. But also, by the time we sexy, get to the yes, end, yeah, but by the time we get to the end of this, it looks like she has redesigned her costume, she's kind of grown and realized, like, okay, I need to make an actual superhero costume. I can't just throw on shit that I had sitting around uh, my apartment. But I still need to be a masturbatory fantasy. So, yeah, yeah, no. But I, the art is kind of my least biggest worry throughout all of this. Um, I think Gary Frank still oh, does, he a, still great does a great job. job he but- does I expect a little bit more out of him. Oh, I know. I think he does a great job. I I think the only faults that it that this story has is that they ask him to do some stupid shit. <laughs> the art. Sorry again for swearing. <laughs> um, 
I I enjoyed the. There are turns in this story that I really enjoyed. I you get to think. I I like that. You know, Batman. Like it's an obvious feint that. Oh no, she's suffering from split personality. Batman's like, no, probably traumatized. Like, hey, it might be you. He gets a phone call, and he's like, oh, maybe it's not her. Which I would have uh, liked them to explain how they did that. Clayface. They do. Well, his Clayface is his grandpa. I guess, I guess so. But his grandpa's Clayface. Yeah, but he's Clayface, so he he's both. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, but once he learned his Clayface, it do. all came together. And I'm like, I so really the, like that fate. Yeah, so much but, of the crux of this issue is... Harvey Dent's dead, but his body's gone. But now his twin sister is acting as Harvey Dent. And there's moments in the actual uh, Jessica talking to Bruce Wayne or Batman where I feel like Harvey's living on through her. And this could just have been an artistic choice um, that wasn't completely well executed. But it feels like the panels that you have the message from Harvey or Harvey talking on the phone, it looks like it's coming from Jessica's messages, but they're also interacting. Like, so it's like a live conversation. I don't know. Uh, I, it's weird just how, like, if you look at the phone screen for those panels, it seems like it's, actually like a voicemail but it's also a phone call i don't i don't know it's weird but also yeah uh they sell so much of the story by being bruce wayne's grandfather's still alive he's back but then it's not and it's clayface but then how does clayface know everything and why is, he knows is it because and of why Jessica? is he doing this weird long con like I don't get the weird long con with the grandfather. Did I? Like, because Jessica, or, yeah, the the Dents, let's just call him the Dents, promised him that he'd be able to take over the Wayne family fortune. Yeah. As soon as they get rid of Bruce. Oh, so that's why he went in as the grandfather. But he's a Arkham, he's not a Wayne. Yeah, but he's would be entitled to. He'd be the only living person that's associated with that family because his daughter built okay uh, family yeah, fortune. Uh, with yeah, I, I, yeah, I guess. Yeah. yeah, it's it's very convoluted at that point because you could have removed are, are all of that from the story and like the curse of the blood and the curse of the bats because they found cave paintings under Yeah, but everything. who's telling that story? It's yeah. Clayface and Harvey Dent aka Jessica who knows he's Batman Harvey Dent who knows he's Batman the whole time so he's gonna feed into the whole like no no it's bats and the bat has got ya and the bat is bad you think back yeah, then? I'm gonna bad. brand you with an A Giving you the scarlet letter. <laughs> Which is also an A for adultery. I read I... the book. 
there's the some carved good it into himself. There's some good stuff in this. I book. I liked Croc. I liked Croc there's, working with Batman, being like his ears. Uh, yeah, uh, it like, kind of goes back to. I mean, this was Batman written before it came out. Before we read Robin and Batman, but yeah, just Killer Croc like hanging out, being like, yeah, I'm just a dude in the sewers with a skin Maybe condition. Like, whatever. I found this dog, like. Hey, he's a bat dog. Like, I do like. Wait, that she's stuff. getting paid for um, this. I even liked um, them exhuming Harvey Dent's grave, finding it empty. Like, oh, he's back. But then it just turns out, like, no, his sister's crazy and dug up his body and is talking <clears throat> to it. Like, there's some stuff that I, I do like in this, but for the most part. I don't I don't need this take on Batman. I just like the fact that this Batman's very much like, no, I can do a lot more good as Bruce Wayne, but it's also going to take that Batman side of things to rein in everything else. And I think Jeff Johns does a great job with the uh Jim Gordon and Harvey Bullock stuff. Like that's that was a good hook. Like, hey, you bring someone to the the arms to pass off that you trust and yeah Gordon's gonna go with this guy that he just had to pull out of the drunk tank the day before um, he, he trusts Bullock like Bullock's a good detective he says it I believe it what about how, what he's setting up for volume 4 I don't know if there's going to be a volume 4 he um, breaks again a lot of but the stuff I don't follow, I just pick them up when they come out. Yeah, but this book is um, setting up volume and four. At, at the, <laughs> but it seems like it's setting it up, but it also seems like it was just kind of rushing to that point so they could kind of put that on the page for people that would be like, hey, when are we going to get Robin? When are we going to get Batgirl? When are we going to get Ragman? Joker? That they could end... Ragman... <laughs> I, I feel at yeah, the end set of the up book, really? Yeah, set up Really? Did I miss that? Even sh- yeah, he's he, at the tailor shop. He even shop. shows up in the scene with all of them dressed up like Ragman. Oh. I, I uh, missed it. I just scrolled too I, quick. I read that not as so much setting up volume four as much as it was just like, hey, we're going to set the stage for the future of this universe. We might not tell that story, but this is, you know, how that ball gets rolling. Because I, I feel like after that, it's sloppy tel- uh, storytelling for Volume 4, because at that point you just throw Robin, Batgirl, Ragman, and Joker onto, like, the last three pages of the book, and now it's like, okay, here's more story. I do appreciate that they did tell kind of a long story between all three of these volumes, but I don't want to see volume four. And if I do, I don't want it to just be because they kind of shoved it out there in the last handful Uh, of pages. It's one page. I mean, it's like one page that they just put a bunch of the panels on. Yeah. So it's two because it's like the one page and then you flip over and it's like a two page double. Um, Yeah. It, 
I don't mind this Batman world that we've we've read. Mm-hmm. I do really remembering remember liking two. I liked Catwoman in this, but as soon as she showed up, I was like, "This is the outfit we're giving her." Like, and is it supposed to be? Because mm-hmm. it's also that purple. Like, it's that when she had the dress and she was Catwoman in her first, you know, Golden Age Catwoman. Like, was that what they were going after? But just making it sexy. But I don't know if it is because of the art the Gary Frank art that is it is good art it is great art that you also like hold it this book a little bit higher because it does look so good I don't know like I don't hate that I read this book did I love it no did I like it enough but I mean volume four I probably wouldn't have a problem with reading it. And I think it all stems from really liking Volume 2 that I barely remember anything about. I, the Riddler was the villain in it? <laughs> I just mm-hmm. remember being angry at Volume 1 that, oh, he finds his dead samurai suit that has bat. Oh, and it was just... And, like, the villain in it is just, like, a serial killer that wasn't anybody. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't know. I don't... So so I'm kind of come wrap around back to my uh, original question, which is... Should, should I keep on reading Earth One when there's so many yeah, when, different... When Chris buys it and makes Batman. you read it for the podcast, because other because right. other than yeah. eventually it's going to happen. Other than That's that, the, the only reason you are reading them, Paul, is because the other two people in your podcast buy them and make you read issue one or a volume of it. All right. So for the listener, then, if they're wondering, are, are this they question. wondering about our last beer? Yeah, which I'm kind of like. Oh, should I open this or should I have just saved it for some other no, time? Because like, we it's all good. we all open it too. But it we, is good, and I mean, just think—you got the rest of your night to sit there and enjoy this after we wrap everything up. Rest of my night, I'm sleeping. It's only nine thirty. Uh, because next up, That's we have thirty the advent minutes after pa- I should be in bed. We have the Advent Party Crasher. So again, the final beer from the Twelve Beers of Christmas. Uh, this is an American Imperial Stout. Sitting at again eight percent. This is a really good. It sound. Is. It's a. I, I said it earlier. It's really. It's really nice. Those chocolate cocoa coffee notes are really great on it. it has a little bit of that bitter kind of hopping to it. All around, really good. Smoked. Like this is the best beer out of these four. And this would probably be in my top three of these beers that we had, and it. Is this a smoked? Uh, does it say I mean, anything about like I just get so much smokiness off of it that I feel like just from it being a stout, like it's going to be a little bit more of like that smoky taste from <clears> that malt. I get I, I can understand a a, a, a stout being roasted, Ooh, oh, but I okay. get smoky. This just in, mm. guys. Oh, 
Because I, I went to clownshoesbeer.com because I know I've had the Undead Party Crasher, but I don't know what separated that from the Advent Party Crasher. So there are tasting notes from this. Uh, who does not love a chocolate orange during the holiday season? We took the base recipe of our wintertime favorite American Imperial Stout Undead Party Crasher and added mandarin orange flavor along with a sweet orange peel to add a splash of citrus. I don't get citrus off this. I'm going to take when, another sip, when though. When you think citrus, citrus it's there. there. It's just, it's left over on the palate. But it's not, like, huge. I don't I don't know, because coming off of something like Clementine, and again, this is 12 beers of Christmas. You're not supposed to be drinking all of these in a row. So maybe... If I had Clementine yesterday and then drank nothing else until this, maybe I would pick up on that orange more, but I don't I'm not getting it. No. Don't tell me um, how to live my life. I Clown I will say Come this on. as fun as this is next year, let's review the beers oh. on this package and then maybe figure out something else that we could all drink together. Because yeah, it's um I'd love drinking beers together. Let me just say that. Like, I love being able to drink the same beers all together. We all talk about the same beers. Uh, either Chris paused or he was really pondering what I was saying there, and I have no idea. Uh, I was I was reading something on my uh, my browser. I'm still here. Oh, okay. um, but yeah, I, I definitely want to review the list of beers that are going to be in this. If it's similar to this year, then I I, I don't think it's worth the money. So, if I, I was alone just buying beer, this is not worth the money. I I would agree with that. I think this was like $27 for me. I think it was I like 24 remember. 27 for uh, us as well. Go back like go if go back like two episodes ago. It wouldn't be worth the money. Uh, $12. I think there's enough, a like, beer. decent Even beer $2 a beer, it's not like, bad. There's, there, there's enough decent stuff in here beer. that I would... I think it's okay as just, like, drinkable, but there's mm-hmm. nothing in here that's, like, holy crap, knockout. You have to have it, but you can only get it by buying this pack. Um, I think for the price point, again... Drinking it together as friends is something to discuss. It was worth it for that. Mm-hmm. But if I was just drinking this, like, alone, like, buying this and, like, going to my fridge each day and being like, what am I drinking today? I, well, I've probably given up on life, so <laughs> I, I don't have a lot to look forward to anyways. But I, I think this would have been fine, but as, like, a beer fan that would want something more and knows that clown shoes can do awesome amazing things like there was enough of that in this pack to be like hey buy it next year but next year rolls around $26 I see this on the shelf and I know you guys can get it as a thing to just have to drink together and talk about yeah like I think what we got out of it wasn't necessarily the beer. It was the conversation. 
That's the true meaning of Christmas? <laughs> and I, I agree, but I, I think we could possibly find other beers at the same time that we could drink together. Yeah. Because he, the real beer is the beer that you beer along the with, beer. With your beers. With the beers. <laughs> and if you beer if you beer with or, our beers... Do we have more to talk about Batman before we wrap it up? Yeah. You, uh, I don't know. Honestly, next... which one? Which one? Which series? Which well, alternative Well, here's the thing. Batman? My next pick Are will you be reading? volume two of Batman the White Knight. So let's read that, and then we can have that discussion. Because most of the alternative Batman stuff we've had, we've either read one volume or a first issue of. Yeah, with Robin and Batman. Batman, But even um, the the Batman where he dies and you see his dick, like with uh, John Constantine. Like Oh, I forgot about that one. The damn. There's been so Uh, many of them that we've... Is there there more... Is there yeah, there's like six issues. I, I don't need to go back to it, but I hey, will say... Congrats, everybody. At, at this, this point, for boys... For taking that as a trade. Hey, thank you. Thank you, everybody. <laughs> Except for Green Lantern Earth 1 Volume 2, which came out August 11th, 2020, we have now read and discussed every single Earth 1 graphic novel. Because we still haven't gotten the Aquaman and the Flash. Because those are still, like, to be determined for... And, I mean, Francis Manipold's Um, Flash was announced with the first Superman and Batman. Yeah, Yeah, it was a while ago. But he Um, actually did a Flash series, and that was good. It was pretty good. I think that might have been why he didn't do that. Because he was doing... He just did the Flash. Why does he need to take an alternate take when he yeah. was the Flash out of fifty two? It was uh, good. So on that note, I will say I'm on the Wikipedia for the Earth One graphic novels right now, and publisher Jim Lee has come out saying we're still publishing Earth One series. They're just not super regular schedule because we reach out to top creators and gave them time to tell their stories. Whenever they finish their projects, we take them, package them, and publish them. So it's kind of one of those when they get to them in between other stuff kind of things. Uh, it's one of those things where they publish like, publish it so infrequently that you forget they're even publishing them. Uh, after Green Lantern Earth 1 Volume 2... That that might be it since we haven't had Flash or Aquaman. Mm-hmm. I mean, we'll we'll see if they do any other Superman's, Batman, or Wonder Woman's. But who knows? That that could be it. I, I, I think I think I'm fine with that in the sense that we get the same alternate takes on these characters now, just in single issue form, and in black label. Are you agreeing? Well, not with- even in Black Label, but <clears throat> also the all the other different in like there's three different Wonder Woman comics now. Yeah, you know you got the Wonder Girl that isn't really Wonder Girl; it's still Wonder Woman. You know, from Future State. You know what I mean? Like, there's enough. They they keep publishing I, I, different takes on these characters 
in different think, in different formats and different imprints. Mm-hmm. I think that's what I like about these. These though is because it is a different take on them, but it's a continuing story. And yeah, it might be irregular. It might take some time from like the last volume until the next one. But they're keeping that story going, and I think they're different and interesting enough takes that I want to keep talking about it. And if, you know, this is what, like, we loved White Knight. If every, you know, two years there was another White Knight book coming out, I think that would be something that we keep going back to and talking about whether we liked it or not, but because it was continuing that story. And I think that's part of what's kept me picking these up because, you know, it's good stuff to talk about. I spent my afternoon reading this. Like I don't disparage that time. Uh, And I knew I was reading it to get to sit down and talk about it with my friends. Like that's, that was enough for me to pick up not just this volume, but every other earth one graphic novel. Yeah, and it's reason enough to pick up, you know, the Clown Shoes Friday pack of uh, the Advent Calendar. Who wrote Sean White Murphy? Knight, and he and he uh, did the, the art. Sean as Murphy, well. yeah. And he, uh, what's his monthly uh, comic book? Uh, actually, I think White Knight stuff is actually what he he's been working like. He did that book. He had chromonauts uh, uh, or chromonauts or something with Mark Millar where he was doing the art he was probably doing the art on another book like the deep was something yeah, he's, that he did I mean with for the most part he's been an artist he's yeah. done a couple little writing things but he did that white knight and it was a hit that right now he's just been doing that white knight basically a white knight line cuz he did volume like 1 and 2 he did like a Harley Quinn um, story, yep. um, and I think he's got another one coming out as well. And and I just want to point that out because it's Jeff Johns writing the Earth One Batman, and he does other you know comic book work. I'd be much interested in if DC decided to spring off or spin off the uh, Earth One series to do have uh, creators that aren't doing comic book work normally have a take on these characters. You know, we saw it with uh, Wonder Woman when they were trying to get, you know, do something with Wonder Woman where they were bringing art, uh, you know, young adult art uh, writers like uh, Jody Pallette. Jody, you know, um, they were just I, trying to... I, I know who you're talking about, but yeah, I don't and then, know. And also, who was the TV writer Damon that they brought in to do Damon Lindelof to do a, a run on it? Like, bring people that aren't doing comic books to do their takes on these characters and make that the Earth One series and just, like, have the comic book writers that are writing comic books do White Knight, do M- Mr. Miracle. something that's in... Uh, do their prestige. Human target. Human target. Like Adam Strange. Like they're they're letting Tom King basically do these out of continuity stories. The Black Label is full of that. They they gave um, 
Stephen King's son there, uh, Something Hill, Joe Hill, like Joe Hill. he's got his Joe. own horror line in within DC, and he's picking horror writers and stuff to do books. Like, so we're saying like bring people in to tell out of continuity stories. Do we need a continuity at this point? Do we just need like one book? Like, okay, Batman tells the story of Batman in continuity, and then you have, you know, Detective Comics or Legends of the Batman just be like, no, we're just going to tell the cool stories. It doesn't have to tie into anything else. Like, what's continuity? Because at this point, we've also had multiple iterations of like, yes, this is the continuity since we've started this podcast. Like, we've had, like, four, like, reboots of the I mean, DC last, universe. what was it, last... Mm-hmm. Well, last what's continuity? Last week, when we read Robins, that was Paul's big hang-up, is what Robins are these oh. Robins? Like, last I knew, these were these, but these guys are talking like they were before that. And I think, in a way, you're right, Chris, but I think that's also in the fact that we've been hardcore comic book fans for the last basically 20 years and the comic book runs and things that meant something to us and we identified with those characters were a short run. They were two years of a great run that we loved and then we've been chasing that. We've been chasing that with Nightwing. It's been almost 20 years. We just got it back again with this new Nightwing run. So, mm-hmm. I, I oh, there's been taste. There's, there's been, been there's been taste, there. but also, like a good run doesn't have to fall into continuity. I, I, I agree. Like they they can they can still be separate. Like Hawkeye, my life is a weapon. Great run inspired the Hawkeye series that just wrapped up literally today. That was fantastic. I loved it. That Hawkeye series, does it play into continuity? Maybe not. I haven't read anything else that Hawkeye's appeared in since then. I know that's a great run, though, because it's a great story. And and I'm just saying, like, yeah, I agree. But I also, after reading that, look for that version of Hawkeye. When I'm reading an Avengers book and Hawkeye's there, I'm like, oh, this is... And I you have the moments when you go, well, this isn't my Hawkeye. This isn't my dead man. This isn't my this character. This isn't my vision. This isn't my Captain America. You know, Ed Brubaker, his Captain America nailed Captain America for me. It made me like that character. Uh, he did the same thing with with Bucky as as Captain America. I really enjoyed his um, Daredevil, but that's not. I enjoyed that Daredevil series, but Mark Wade nailed Daredevil for me, and that set my bar of that's my character. That this is the way I like this character written. The art in that those books too, like nailed what my Daredevil book should look like. So you're always gonna, I think, in some ways, be chasing that. But I agree with you. Like, what does continuity matter? Because like Marvel resets every six months anyways oh this is the new x-men team boom 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 three trades later 
this is the new X-Men team. This is the new Avengers team. Remember when Rogue was on that Avengers team? Nah. Nobody's going to remember that. Nobody's going to care. So, yeah, like, I, I don't... I don't think it matters anymore. Listeners, if you think what we do matters... If no, you, don't put it that way, Chris, or like Paul. Don't all. put it that way. Uh, You're just trying to end this podcast. Uh, 600 and, uh, 465 yes, episodes. Let, let's end it, because i got to go to the bathroom. i got to get my girlfriend from work. Yeah, it, I'm trying to end the episode, not the podcast, John. <laughs> but, uh... Yeah, uh, write, like, write us a review, email us, magnaboardcast uh, at gmail.com. I know that on the RSS feed it says something different for the uh, email. I don't know how to stop it. I'm much like Dr. Strange here, where I tried to contain that email address and I cannot. It escaped. It is beyond me. So just remember, magnaboardcast at gmail.com.